Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Gabriel, who helps people connect with their body and energy to find comfort and strength so that they can unlock their own self-healing growth and transformation. He embodies tools from exercise therapy, or better known as kinesiology, coaching, tai chi, qigong, and somatic meditation to help people find ease and balance balance physically, mentally, and spiritually. During this episode, Gabriel actually did a somatic meditation with me. We get super vulnerable and it was honestly amazing. Gabriel has been practicing and teaching Tai Chi, Qigong, and meditation since 2003. Gabriel began his healthcare journey when he was a paramedic, but working in both field and hospital settings. But later he received his Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology from the University of Victoria, followed by a designation as a clinical exercise physiologist. He now works in the health and wellness with health, health and wellness practitioners who are in pain from overgiving, overwhelm or burnout to make greater impact and more ease. In this episode, we talk about the nature of pain, how it's related to trauma and what overgiving is and the unique burden of health and wellness practitioners. We also touch on Tai Chi and Qigong and I really love chatting to Gabriel about holistic health and healing and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. How are you going this morning, Gabriel? Hi, good morning, Lori. Thanks a lot. I'm happy to be here. I'm doing well. I'm just had kind of my morning breakfast and my morning meditation routine. And uh, now I'm excited to talk to you. And after this, I'm going on uh, my morning run. So um, it's going to be a beautiful day. Amazing. You are everyone listening to this podcast goals. So I'm so excited for this conversation. But you're over in um, in Victoria on Vancouver Island. Yeah, that's right. I love it over there. I did um two weeks of camping on Vancouver Island, saw a cougar, which was awesome. But because you've got the highest percentage of cougars, right? Like density or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but Victoria is uh, a gorgeous city. It's so beautiful here. I'm so lucky to uh, be here. Um, and also, if anybody's listening, um, it's not that good. You don't need to. Um. <laughs> don't need to move here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I should have said that. So my hometown is Gold Coast, Australia. And actually my two hometowns, Gold Coast, Australia and Greenville, South Carolina, which is dad's from here, mum's from Australia. And both of them have had like quite the expansion. And some locals are very much like, ah, don't move here. It's not that great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah, we're just uh, exploding here uh, since COVID. We just, it, it's exploded here. Yeah, well, makes sense. Get away from the city and, and move to something that has everything you need, but um, That's right. a bit away. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Gabriel, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast because you approach things from, you know, I'm a fitness trainer predominantly, but also some meditation and yoga teaching background, but definitely dive into like the fitness side of things a lot more. And, and you approach things from more of that like Tai Chi angle and wellness angle and holistic heal, healing. So I felt as though you would provide like such a great perspective on 
overall holistic health and well-being and fitness in general. You know, obviously a fit guy, it's not like you're always in that parasympathetic nervous system. You're about to go for a run. So yeah. I'm very excited to chat to you. But the question I always kind of start with is when you get into this sort of field, whether it's like teaching chai chi, chai chi, tai chi, <laughs> fitness, um, you know, becoming a naturopathic doctor, whatever it is, there's some sort of backstory as to why people got in that position in the first place. So can you give me the context I would need to know to understand why you help people in the way you do today? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so happy to kind of offer your people maybe a slightly different perspective on what they usually hear in the normal realm of, you know, fitness, wake up at four a.m., crush the day, whatever. <laughs> stuff. Um, so I can tell you the story of, you know, I can tell you how I got here. And it's always that retrospective kind of things falling, you know, into place. But also I can talk a little bit about how a lot of us... Um, get here, which might be worth mentioning for, for other, you know, health and wellness professionals who are listening. Um, basically one thing that happened with me when I, I was, uh, in my early teenage years, about 13 years old is I had a friend who really wanted to start martial arts, you know, young boys were growing up wrestling and fighting and watching Ninja Turtles and that kind of thing. <laughs> and so I was just thrilled to have the opportunity to join martial arts with him. The place that we chose was a Kung Fu school that also taught Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation as a part of the Kung Fu curriculum. And that was really lucky for me because um, really, as soon as I started in that martial arts, I was sold. Like it was the funnest thing I'd ever done. I was all about it. That was, you know, my, one of my big dreams uh, for the future is to continue that and to teach that really starting from the age 13. So I've been practicing Tai Chi and Qigong and different martial arts for about 20 years. Wow. And yeah, it's and that's just really lucky because a lot of people don't get in at, at that age or, or able or are able to find you know commitment for that long. Um, and one of the reasons I was able to kind of find a commitment for for that long is because um, really the Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation to some extent as well really helped me with a lot of the personal healing I had to do. And the way it helped me was really calming my anxiety, helping me reduce stress, you know, whether it was, you know, getting through the stress of university or um, just getting through the anxiety from, you know, post-traumatic trauma from being a first responder, which we might talk about. Um, the, the Tai Chi and Qigong really helps me find a grounded and centered place from which it's possible to relax and let whatever other energies need to move through, whatever other difficult emotions or anxiety or stress right that like that, allow those energies to move through. It actually also provides a vehicle for allowing that energy to move through. So I always find that found that to be a really stabilizing force. And when I'm working with clients on their pain or their trauma, I often find it's very difficult for them to go into their pain and feel it in a way that helps them move that energy if they don't first have a way to center and ground themselves. And so I use a lot of Tai Chi and Qigong in, in you know, my, my practice in that way to, to help people. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, so I started that in Tai Chi and Qigong, kind of in Kung Fu, knew I wanted to get into like helping people with their health and vitality. I was lucky that that school was very focused around vitality and longevity and health. And so that really sparked an interest in me. Um, sort of seeking a a, bit, a way to be useful in that regard. Mm. In my early 20s, I went into school to be, become an emergency medical technician and then worked in the emergency medical technician in emergency rooms and clinics and field for several years. And still, I do a little bit of that volunteer on the side. 
And through that field, I learned kind of two things. The one thing I learned was that uh, I really wanted, I felt called to help people in a more preventative way, in a more holistic way. And I had kind of learned that from my early exposure to these other disciplines like we talked about. And I also, you know, a lot of the people I was seeing, some of them just really need my help when we're really having a bad day. But really the vast, vast majority of people had gotten here over 10, 20, 30, 40 years of challenging lifestyle that had gotten them there. And then I, I really wasn't in a position to really help them much because what they needed is a more holistic lifestyle, like, you know, to listen to your show, basically. Yes. And uh, so I, so, uh, you know, I, I wanted to find a way to help people more holistically. And at the same time, I wanted to find a way to combine what I had been learning about movement and health and mindfulness from my Tai Chi and Qigong practice in with my health practice. And that's what uh, inspired me to get a bachelor's of science in kinesiology and mm. pursue my clinical exercise physiologist designation at the University of Victoria, where I'm uh, living now and where, where I went to university. And that's kinesiology is the study of human movement for for folks that aren't familiar with that term. And uh, But I also learned, being a first responder, I also learned a, a lot about the unique stresses that health practitioners and first responders, health and wellness professionals face, which is, um, for one, just gives me so much, you know, honor to those people who are working in those fields, the first responders, you know, the, the ER nurses, uh, really anyone who's working in health and wellness field, and especially they're really trying to help people, but sometimes often feel burnt out in that way, because these people are really, you know, on the front line and they're really dealing with a lot of, of stress as well. And so, um, you know, I, I really, I, I couldn't make it, you know, I, I wanted to move into something that was a, you know, better lifestyle factor for me, but I really honor those people who are, who are doing that now. And then through uh, working in kinesiology, I started working in a variety of different settings, yoga studios, physiotherapy clinics, occupational therapy clinics, that kind of thing. Um, Working a lot with people with pain, trying to get people to move better, be healthier. And what I kind of discovered when I did that is that um, really people like just fixing pain is not um, as simple as just giving people exercises to do and, and having them do those exercises. I can tell people what exercises they need to do, but are they going to do them, right? Mm, and, yes. and, and are they going to move in a way day to day that is going to be exacerbating or healing for their injury or their pain, right? And that's when I started to sort of start to realize that Often we are actually attached to our pain. We're holding on to something and it's often a, a protector part, if you will. And it's kind of storing some energy. Or it's disconnecting us from something that's a little bit deeper. And this could be something that's not aligned with our values, something in our lifestyle that's not aligned in our values. This is specifically true, again, with health and wellness professionals, uh, but it can be true for everybody. Or maybe it's also we're disconnected to our anxiety or our, these are emotions that we need to feel. And so really by starting to combine the Tai Chi Qigong and the mindfulness into helping people to feel into their pain and what kind of energies are stored there and help them reconnect to those places, what most people find is okay, actually pain is not actually pain. It's actually just a variety of sensations. And when we can start to feel into those sensations, we can start to move that energy. We can start to reconnect to parts of the body or parts of our psyche Mm. that we have exiled. And then we can start to become a little bit more whole 
And from that place of wholeness, it's so much easier to just change the way you're moving day to day. It, that, that pain or the movement that exacerbates the pain, it starts to fall away. Um, and that's a story about a little bit about how I got here, but I'll, I'll also kind of say how most of us get here in the health and wellness field is in some way, caring for other people fulfills needs for us. You know, and so for me, I learned to be, if I wanted to be loved, if I wanted to be wanted, if I wanted to be validated, um, then the best way to do that was to care for others, you know, and so through caring for others, I kind of was getting my sense of validation or my sense of um, feeling wanted. And that made me really dependent on my clients a lot to provide that. And that really leads to a lot of burnout, especially among health mm. and wellness professionals. And so, um, and this might be something even if people are listening who are not a health and wellness professional, if they're experiencing burnout, these are things they might look for is like, okay, where in life is not aligned with your values and or, you know, what are you doing that you say is ostensibly for others, but actually you're fulfilling some need, which becomes a hungry ghost. So, um, yeah, I, I again, I went on a ramble there, but thanks for uh, your your patience. And that's a little bit about my story and, and hopefully that's helpful for folks. No, I love what you've shared, Gabriel. And I'm just going to be bouncing around this whole conversation with you because I have so many questions to ask you about, like not just your journey from being 30, 13 years old and committing to, you know, martial arts and Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation, but then also your journey as a first responder and and about like health health and wellness professionals in, in general. So I think where I'd love to start to dive into is you mentioned that... um a lot of this was a lot of what you learned in the beginning was like the personal healing that you needed to do through your own anxieties and stuff like that. So yeah. could you dive a little bit more deeply into the personal healing that you needed to do specifically and what solved that? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, uh, I, I generally struggled with anxiety and that runs in my family. So many people, so many of my siblings and, you know, uh, relatives have struggled with anxiety as well. And in many of my siblings have been, you know, medicated for anxiety as well. And I really feel like a big part of the reason I, I, I haven't ever gone that route is because I had these arts like the Tai Chi and Qigong that, that really helped to, to ground that out. But even though it grounded mm. it out, it never quite was dealing with the root source of it, you know? And the root source of it for me was, um, and, and, you know, it's still an ongoing journey. So I'm not saying that I'm, you know, perfect in any way, but yes. is a lot of times this feeling of what I do determines my self-worth, you know? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. What I do and what I do for others and what my job is and things like that kind of determine my self-worth. And what that led me into was led me into caregiving and overgiving, you know, trying to go into the healing arts to fulfill that void. But then of course it never being filled because that's not your client's job <laughs> to, yes. to, to fulfill your needs, you know, and you just don't always get that validation. And so that ended up kind of making it worse and worse over time, especially if you go into a first responder field where there's a really hero type culture. And really we have a hero type culture in all health and wellness, not only for professionals, but even people who are trying to go into health and wellness uh, just for themselves. There's still this idea of like, do it yourself and overcome whatever, you know, push past the boundaries, whatever. 
progress, progress, growth, growth. And I was really stuck into that, stuck into that cycle of endless self-improvement that really reflects something you feel is a deficit in yourself, Mm. right? So the first thing that I had to do that I'm still working on is really just accepting myself, right? Accepting Mm. myself for who I am, accepting my situation as it is. And this is really the first thing I work with clients on as well, because almost every client who comes to me, and I'm sure you feel this way too, um, as a fitness trainer, is they come to me with a sense of, I would like to go back. Mm. I would like to go back when I was younger and fitter. I would like to go back to before my accident, before my pain. Um, And the first thing that I kind of try to teach or try to help my people with is the understanding of there's no going back. And you can't really, and then for people who aren't identifying with that going back, you might be identifying with wanting to get to some future goal, but you're not really accepting where you're at currently. And how this usually shows itself is in setting too high, unachievable standards for yourself at the very beginning which is Mm. so common for people, right? And if you're kind of setting those standards that are too high, unachievable at the beginning, then that's kind of a sign for me that you're really not accepting where you're at. And Mm. the phrase I like to use for that is you can't get there from there, right? Mm. You can't get to your goal from a place where you're not. Yeah. Right? And so you can only get there from here and take that first step. And kind of looping that back into my healing is, you know, it took me a long time and a lot of burnout and a lot of increased anxiety and uh, trying to find my way in a lot of different careers to finally get to the point where I was like, okay, you know what, this, this kind of rat race or this trying to fulfill myself by serving others is not really working. And so learning through the help of um, therapy, of course, a variety of different plant medicines, uh, men's groups, sharing circles, energy work. It is continually evolving in you know, breath work, anti-chin qigong to just mostly just help let, allow myself to sit with those energies, sit with those emotions and move those energies, move those emotions and become a container where those things can flow through and be with mm. them myself so that I'm not asking my relationships, uh, my clients to, to sit with those for me has really been, you know, the biggest, the biggest game changer for me. In other words, turning back and looking at your pain, the pain could be physical pain or it could be just the situation that you're in that's causing you pain for people listening mm. and accepting that pain for it, trying to help you. It's, there's something there that's serving you. And then when you can feel into how it's serving you, you can get a little more nuanced at what it's trying to tell you. And then you can heed those soul callings and start to make a deeper connection with yourself that is ultimately going to make these goals and this striving either shift or become much easier to do because you're not Mm. fighting against yourself the whole way, right? Are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. 
Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated, and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. The Goal-Getting Journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the Goal-Getting Journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HF podcast. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HF podcast at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. So many people listening can relate with so much that you've just shared. Like for example, like caring for, for others fulfills needs for us, but then also that kind of like not accepting where we are now. So setting these like crazy huge goals and engaging in that grind culture because like we're not feeling good about ourselves now. Um, And I'll share a personal story. So for example, like I think a good way to start working on this is like self-observation, which is how like meditation, um, you know, Tai Chi, like all this grounding stuff does help. But, um, you know, I had a conversation and I was feeling really triggered about it and I was crying. So like when I was sitting there, I was trying to, I was observing myself. I was like telling myself all the things like, it's okay to feel this, like let this emotion flow through you, like no no emotion lasts forever. Like all of those things that you get taught from from meditation and stuff, observed it, okay, I'm feeling triggered because like I feel undervalued, like I feel undervalued because, you know, what you mentioned earlier, it's like we always put our achievement we always like kind of like put a lot of value on our achievements. So I do notice for myself and for clients that they do struggle to kind of sit with those negative emotions and and you discuss like allowing it either to flow through you or allowing yourself to have that kind of container where you can feel those emotions. Can you elaborate like even in a simple situation where you're triggered by a conversation of you know, obviously I had a few strategies there, but like what sort of strategies would you use to like navigate those scenarios where maybe you're having those adverse challenging emotional emotions? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, the first thing to to say about this is we're all human, you know? Mm. If we can find some way to be compassionate toward yourself, that's the first thing because we all get triggered and have difficult emotions and sometimes respond in ways we wish we didn't respond or fulfill patterns that we're tired of going through or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and one thing that I had to learn was it's okay to just say, hey, I need a minute or I need to be alone or like, can we talk about this later when I'm feeling a little more grounded and do some work on myself or, hey, I'm feeling really triggered by that or I'm you know feeling this way right now and just allowing it to express that way you know, through words. And that, that's, you know, that's, that's really the, always the first thing. And so creating some of that space between you and the emotion is something that meditation can help with. But then when it goes into a little bit of a, of a how do we work with that? Mm. Uh, and how do we create that container? I'm wondering if it might be a good time if, if you would be open to doing a little exploration there and just seeing 
if there's something that, that comes up or is value out of that. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. So is there a time that is coming to mind now where maybe you had a situation come up or maybe there's just something difficult that you're working with in your life that you're at a crossroads that you're trying to achieve that has been a struggle for you? Yeah, I would say like in general, it's... um. I don't know that it's been a struggle, but I am very good at earning money when I'm working for other people. Um, very good in corporate life, um, getting promoted and stuff like that, but not, um, I tend to be more inconsistent with my revenue with regards to my own self-employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you are self-employed, is that right? Or part in part? Both. Both. Yeah. 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 And you're trying, you're in a place where you're trying to get more consistent revenue in your self-employment and you're noticing that that can be a little bit more of a struggle or maybe a lot more of a struggle than what you're really good at, which is working for other people. Yeah. I'm really good at generating money for other, like for myself when working for other people. (laughs) Right. Right. So when you think about that difficulty that you've been having or that you have in generating money working for yourself. How does that, what do you feel? I think it's more like of an internal question. Like I feel like, why can I do it easily for others, but not myself? Like what is there that I need to do or be to value myself and my business the same as I value other people's businesses? Because I kind of see that already. It's like, why can I work so hard for others, but not work as hard for myself? Right, right. And and what I'm hearing there is maybe a bit of frustration or a little impatience around, you're kind of like, I know what I need to do. I need to value myself better. And yet I'm not doing it. So gosh, darn it. What do I need to do to get myself to the point where I can actually value myself enough as I value other people. You hit the nail on the head there. And not just impatient impatience. I feel like I've been patient enough as well, which I guess is impatience. It's like, hey, I've been working on these different things for five years. Like was, you know, was my main thing at one point. And it's like, how can we continue that trajectory? But impatience is a great way to sum it up. And that that impatience, the feeling that you've been patient enough kind of adds to that frustration or even like exacerbation potentially. Mm, Yeah, that's a big word, but I would agree. (laughs) So can you just, can we just take a quick second and that, and when we're talking about this kind of frustration you're feeling, this exacerbation you're feeling, can you maybe just tune in and feel what do you feel in your body when you think about that or feel into that? The most tension I'm feeling is like underneath my heart and above my belly button. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and that kind of solar there. plexus area. Yeah. 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 And can you tell me a little bit more about that tension? Just kind of sit with it for a moment, just kind of explore the feeling. It feels like tight, like a bubble, like a, a sphere mm-hmm. of tightness. Um, it doesn't feel bad. It just mm-hmm. feels like a, a tight bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can feel this kind of tight bubble 
area in kind of your solar plexus area. Yeah, but it can also kind of like, um, there's lots of little bubbles. This is really weird for people listening probably. So I'm going to like just try to focus on this, but like it feels like there's, um, you know, like a TV, how there's like the a TV back in like the 90s where it gets yeah. all gray and it's like, yeah, that's kind of like what it feels like. I can't yeah. explain it. Yeah. And I want to just say for people listening, this is very, very common. So if people, people may be familiar with themselves, this for themselves, but also for you, just for people, this is a very, very common experience and common feeling, even to that gray bubble snow feeling can be really common too. So for everybody mm. listening. Um, so what I'd like to do for just a moment, if we could, is I'd like to see if you can, without pushing that part away, you're just noticing that part. Can you step back a little bit? and realize that you are noticing this part. Mm. And therefore, this is simply a part of you that you're noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And if you kind of tune into that, that wholeness of you that's noticing this part, Maybe you can start to feel into some sense of expansiveness or or even just simply feeling your whole self in the whole gravity of your presence in the whole room that you're in. Do you feel that? Mm, I feel like in, it's like I have a weighted blanket over my whole body, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, that weighted blanket feeling. Can you tell me a little bit more about that weighted blanket feeling, how it makes you feel? Like, I feel a little bit slower and more grounded. Mm-hmm. Like, but that slowness may be like what I need because I'm, you know, a pretty fast person. Like, I get the zoomies a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, so what I invite you to do is just take a few breaths and feel this kind of weighted blanket, slow, grounded feeling. Really inviting that feeling in. And you've already stated, you know, a message coming around how you you need this feeling. You need a little bit more of this feeling. And so I might do now is just simply remember this feeling, bring it as a part of you, bring it into you so that later on you can access it when you need to, when you feel called to. Mm. I feel really awesome. Like I feel super light right now. Like even Mm. though even though I mentioned the weighted blanket, like I feel, um, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So now you have that feeling. So this is part of developing that container that I talked Mm. about in terms of that, that, that kind of weighted blanket feeling, that wholeness of yourself feeling, and also that lightness that comes with that. Right. Mm -hmm. So now from that place, is it okay if we kind of look a little bit more into that kind of gray, snowy, bubbly feeling in your solar plexus? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So maybe now just bring your attention back to that bubble feeling in your solar plexus. And just to again be like orient yourself to that area, to that energy and what it is you feel there. Just see if you can be very curious of what you feel there. The first thing that comes to mind is restriction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for people listening, you made like a face when you said that. It was almost like a gritting. Yeah. And you kind of made that face there, right? So tell me about that face. What was that? Was it kind of a gritting your teeth face or was it a restriction in your mouth area? Or what was that that happened? I don't like to be restricted. So that was me like not liking to be restricted. So my Mm -hmm. personal opinion of like, oh, I don't like to feel restricted. Like, why does it feel restriction? So me, I guess, putting my own, because we were speaking about values earlier and um, freedom is one of my number one values. So I don't like that there's restriction in my body. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're, there's resistance in other words, in other words, Mm. there's resistance at feeling this restriction or feeling whatever is it when this restriction, because you really, it frustrates you. It's not aligned with your values. You don't appreciate it. Mm, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So this, that part that is that part of you that is annoyed with that restriction or doesn't want to feel it. I'm wondering if that part, if it's okay just for a moment, if that part kind of steps back, just okay. so you can kind of be with the, just so you can be a little more present with the bubbly gray feeling a little bit more. Cool. Yeah, I can do that. Sweet. Yeah. Putting it to the side. Yeah. And so how are you feeling now about this, this bubbling gray restriction part? I don't know. It just is. It's just like a little ball being squeezed. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I feel anything about it now. I've moved that kind of opinion to the side. Yeah. It just like is restricted. I can't mm-hmm. explain that. Yeah. So you can feel this restriction. It sounds like you're just being with it. Yeah. And you can just kind of feel that restriction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And does it still feel to you like kind of that snow gray 90s TV thing? Okay, tell me more about how it feels now. No, it feels like um, a squeezy ball. Like, yeah, um, squeezy you ball. know, like one of those like bouncy balls that you play with. And it's more like um, you can squeeze it, but then it pops back out. Yeah. So if you just watch it for a little bit longer, just notice if it does anything, if it moves, if it changes at all, if you notice anything else, just watching it. So I felt like it was blue, but it does now feel easier to breathe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's there now. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of blue. Now you're breathing a little easier. It doesn't feel the same way as it felt before. Maybe it doesn't feel as hard as it does before. So now you're looking what's there now. Something's there, but I don't know what. It Mm -hmm. doesn't feel restrictive anymore. 
mm-hmm. it feels easier to breathe. There's, it's like maybe there's remnants of something there, but I don't know yeah. quite what it is. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a bit of grasping and it's easier to breathe now. It's a little less restricted. So I'm wondering that grasping or you were talking about a squeezy ball, that kind of feeling that uh, if it, and just the sensation in general, what if you tried to simply let it go? Just, just let it go. Not that it needs to go anywhere. We're not trying to make it leave or anything like that. You're just letting go in your physical body, relaxing to it, and just let it do whatever it needs to do or go wherever it wants to go or move however it wants to move. Yeah, that feels like if it has moved, it's moved up, but it Mm -hmm. feels really good. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it feels um, like I did like a really deep breath and then Uh it kind of like, I don't know if it's still there, but it's like, it feels more like warm and fuzzy in my heart now of all places Uh and like a, a, Uh a nice feeling. Nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you were able to kind of let something go there. Maybe just from this nice feeling in your heart that you're feeling now, from that breathing easy place that you're feeling, maybe just asking that that feeling, whatever remnants of anything is there, if there's anything more it would like you to know right now. Sounds, I probably shouldn't put my own cerebral. It's saying that you're already there and just keep doing what you're doing. And like it, it's like basically telling me not to stress out, like just to like be, be the way you are. Like it's, it's like this feeling of contentness and like not having to worry at all. Like just like do what you're doing. You got this kind of energy. Like there isn't some sort of message. It's it's just more so like validation of of what yeah. it is now. Yeah. So I'm going to just say something to you. And I mm. want you just to notice how you feel when I say this, okay? Okay. Um, you're already doing it. You're already there. Whoa, I feel insanely re- like relaxed. Like I got tingles all down my arms. Yeah, that feels really good. Hmm. So maybe just taking a few breaths and seeing if you can allow yourself to feel this. Yeah, good. 
And now maybe you can speak to if you want to the microphone or you can just realize internally or write something down if you want. But is there an action that is coming forth from this place or not? Allow myself to rest, like allow myself to feel not energized, like allow myself to like um, take a step back from the work is Mm. the action. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So just letting that land for a moment and maybe even take a moment now to kind of feel that weighted blanket feeling or that lightness that you feel at the beginning and really breathe into that and just really allow yourself plenty of time to breathe into that weighted blanket feeling again. And then whenever that's, whenever you feel complete with that, you can sort of start to let your eyes move around the room and kind of reorient to the space between us and just take your time. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to do a little summary for the audience so that we all come together on it. So what you were feeling at the beginning is uh, of a restriction, a restriction, but it also was vague. It was a vague restriction, like that gray fuzzy feeling of snow. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't really sure what it was, you know? And then what we did is we helped you form a container. We helped you form a container to feel that by kind of stepping back into presence. Okay. And be realizing that this is a part of you that is feeling that way. Right. And that, mm. that sense of kind of wholeness or container felt like a weighted blanket. And that's a really beautiful metaphor for everybody else. It might not feel this exact same way, but for everyone else listening, I guarantee there's an experience that's similar to this, that's calling to them. It might not look exactly this way for folks, but you know, something, especially if you're in pain, if you're striving to something, if you're struggling with something, there is this, there is this call to you to start to be with these, these parts. Mm. And that weighted blanket is a beautiful metaphor for how relaxed or light we can start to feel when we start to offer ourselves this this containing this containment, right? And that weighted blanket is almost like giving yourself a hug, right? And right away for you, right away when you went with this weighted blanket feeling, and for other people, this may be the case too, you already started getting the message right then, which was like, mm. oh wow, okay, I need to allow myself to feel this more. Mm. Right, which came back again towards, you know, the end. Similar message you got from the end, right? Mm. And then what happened was we just were with from that place of containment. We were just with that energy that was in your solar plexus area, and just we just were allowed it to be there. And when we allow it to be there, a beautiful thing can happen, which is we can let go of how we're squeezing or holding something. And this is very common for folks. So if you're feeling pain, tension, joint stiffness, persistent pain, um, even anxiety, overwhelm, these kinds of things, they're all associated with a holding, the holding, right? Mm -hmm. So the point is to find a container. Sometimes we can find that container within ourselves. Sometimes we need some help to do that by 
coach, a therapist, somebody, uh, a trusted ally who can help us, a, a group, you know, who can help us hold this energy. And then if we're really holding this energy, we can really just also let it go. We don't need to grasp it, right? Or restrict or hold on to it. And then when we let it go, then we usually start to feel a lot of things moving, right? For you, there's different colors. There's different kinds of energies. It was restrictive at first, but it let it go. It started feeling blue. It started feeling like, okay, breathing a little easier, which again came back later. And then ultimately, when you just let it go, it kind of rose up into your heart and you started feeling this really warm, compassionate feeling. And then you were able to kind of feel that compassionate feeling towards yourself, which allowed you to feel a sense of um, acceptance. Mm. And that's just really beautiful because that's what we were talking about about the beginning around like, it's really difficult for you to try to get this uh, momentum in your business if you're not accepting that you're already here. You're already taking those steps. You're already who you are. And you know, obviously, if we think about it from a business perspective, people are going to really attune most to who you are in your in your wholeness and your authenticity. Right. Mm. So it's almost like trying is um therefore it kind of your the supposition of trying is that you're not there already. Mm. You know? And then from that place of wholeness, you got to a place of feeling, okay, actually maybe what I need is rest. Mm. Right. And and I need to allow myself to step back from the work some, you know, and then that was like the action that came. Right. Mm. So that was a really beautiful experience for you. I'm so glad you were able to feel that heartwarmingness. I want to make sure people in the audience know that uh, when we allow, when we let go of those energies in those feelings and feel it, it's not always so warm and fuzzy like that. It's often we need to feel Sometimes it can be very, very uncomfortable. And trust me, mm. you know, I've been through trauma and, and sometimes when I let these energies go, it's the amount of discomfort is too much for me to handle, right? And I need to get some help, right? So that's not an uncommon experience either. But the point is, this is getting there from here. Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high-energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals, and sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed 
nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee. L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. I think that exercise was incredibly valuable for, like, obviously for me. And thank you so much for doing that with me because, yeah, I've definitely taken a lot personally from this, but also for others to observe, to kind of tangibly see what it might look like to work with the energies in your body and and what what might be normal or I feel like whatever comes up is normal to you but like you did such an awesome summary there in terms of like the work that you do to help people kind of move things through their body um and I feel like it's something that isn't talked about as much or you know it's not something that's readily available to people and just you going through that exercise was super helpful for me. And it is wild how like visceral the feelings are when like I can speak from my own personal experience, but like that 90s kind of was so visceral for me when my eyes were closed. And it's, it's, it's really insane to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to really thank you a lot for the courage of going through that. You know, for folks listening, this is very, very vulnerable experience and because we don't know what's going to happen and there's some uncertainty. Mm. So I really appreciate your trusting yourself to be able to hold yourself in that experience and, and share that with the listeners. And I, you know, I want to acknowledge your courage for that. Mm. I would also then like to maybe circle back and ask you, um, how are you feeling about the, the, original thing we asked, we were talking about, which is this kind of making money for yourself and valuing yourself enough and that kind of thing. How are you feeling about that now? Like the initial thing that comes up is if I can do so well for others, I can do just as well for myself. And it's it's more so like, if not now, it will be when it needs to be. Um and I actually really love my day job as well. You know, like it's it's not like I'm... So it's kind of, for me, it's more so like seeing the value I'm getting now from everything I'm doing. And the other thing that really rung true for me of what you said, but I'm feeling about that situation is just trying less. Like, and it actually brought up a childhood memory for me where um, I was in drama class and... um the teacher was like, oh, you don't have to pretend as though you have a microphone. And then someone called me a tryhard in the class and everyone laughed <laughs> because I did try hard. I was like Hermione Granger from Harry Potter. Yeah. So it's really interesting. That's the childhood memory that came up. And it's like, Laurie, you don't have to try hard to be accepted. Like mm-hmm. people like you just as you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. And yeah, for, for other folks listening, yeah, then sometimes these memories will come up, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so um, I totally empathize with that. And maybe some uh, something that I might invite you to do later today is um, kind of go back into those feelings of that memory, what that, what those, what that feeling was mm. and see if you can just kind of within that beautiful blanket container that you created, just see if you can just feel and be with that little girl in that circumstance, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to do this. Like I've got um, two more podcasts to record after this. I'm like, Oh, I wish I could just go back into like meditation now. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, something's calling you and then, um, yeah. And then I just wanted to, it's so beautiful to hear that all of a sudden your perspective has shifted on what you were struggling with to where it's now you're like, wait a minute, I actually have all the skills I need to number one. I know I have them. They're already there because I know I do it already for other people. And number two, I am already kind of happy and fulfilled with where I am. So this kind of struggling to get somewhere else is like, uh, you know, it's kind of come when it needs to come, you know, yeah. so that's really beautiful that, to, that you're able to get to that. And so, yeah, I'm so, um, I'm, I'm really honored and blessed by your, your willingness to go through that. So thank you so much. Oh, and I feel super honored and blessed to, to have gone through that, through that with you. Um, I'm at a loss for like all that. I feel like everyone that's listening knows exactly how you help people because they've witnessed it like very yeah. kinesthetically. Um, but I think where we can kind of end in this podcast because we are coming up to time is, um, is there anything that you feel like you didn't share through the exercise that you, um, did with me or through what we spoke about beforehand with the audience that you'd really like to share with everyone today? Let me just, let me feel into that. Um, Yeah, maybe I'll just speak to that for just a couple of moments here. Um, We're thinking about the point of this podcast and the point of the reason for us coming together, the point of your work with people is to help people come do health and fitness in a more holistic way, right? And we we have a culture uh, that is often glorifying progress, going it alone, self-improvement. And sometimes that is sometimes that can be really good. Like, you know, people are losing weight or they're or they're finding motivation or inspiration. So I don't want to take that away from anybody who's really getting value out of that. But I also want people to recognize that sometimes what can happen with that self-improvement culture is more restricting or more holding these uh, the parts of ourselves we wish would not be there, mm. and that is that is um, mutually exclusive, uh, mutually exclusive from actually getting what we want and actually letting these energies move and being with ourselves in a more whole way and actually contributes more and more to those gripping, that gripping or the restriction, which can lead to pain and burnout and those kinds of things. And so Mm. that's kind of the biggest thing I want people to see is coming at it holistically means accepting just like you did beautifully today, 
accepting where we're at, right? And feeling those things that are associated with feeling out, letting those energies to move. And then from there, from that acceptance and letting those energies move, okay, then from there, the things that we need to do, as did for you, they sometimes shift or they come in a new way. And then we can now start taking action in this direction that's more aligned for us. As in you talked about rest. For other people, it's going to be, okay, maybe I do need to... uh, hire a fitness trainer like Lori or, or something like that. And, and maybe from then it's, there's that. And then there's work to do on how do I keep integrating this into my daily life? How do I keep moving forward on these things and coming at it from a more healthy, like whole place like that, mm-hmm. right? So it's not to say fitness is wrong or, or like you said at the beginning, I'm going out for runs. So, you know, working in the different ends of your nervous system are really good. Um, but it's just that we want to come at it from a more whole place that's accepting of where we are now. And that's a holistic perspective of a way to go forward. Mm. And so, yeah, if, so, you know, we're, how I work with people is we work exactly like this, but then we also work on coaching. Okay. Now how do we integrate this? What are the steps you need to take this, this in your daily life to get there? And how can I support you in continue to move these energies, number one, or two, continue to follow through with these actions, you know, and I do that in individual or in group. And ultimately, the whole goal of that in terms of what I do is to just help people feel more comfortable and strong and safe in their bodies so that in their energies, when we can feel more comfortable and strong and safe in our bodies and our energies, then it opens up so many doors for self-healing, for growth, for transformation. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to people get from that. Mm. And I'm sure everyone will definitely echo that and hear that. And I love how you brought it full circle there. Um, speaking about your coaching practice and how you help people and people have actually witnessed that in some realm, how can people find you and um, learn more about your work and, and possibly work with you as a coach? Yeah, thanks, Lori. I really appreciate that. People can find me and everything I do at coachgabrielshaw.com. There's free lessons there that they can, you know, follow for movement for health, Tai Chi and Qigong. There's information on Tai Chi and Qigong classes there, a couple online courses. If folks are interested in what we did or really feeling called to work a little bit more in this capacity, they can go on that website again, coachgabrielshaw.com and just schedule a free phone call and we can see if it's a fit for both of us or if I can point them in another direction, I'm happy to do that as well. And uh, so that's all my information lives at coachgabrielshaw.com. If there are health and wellness practitioners listening who would like a little bite of goodness once every couple of weeks to inspire them to continue to care for themselves and continue their work so they can show up better for others, have more impact with more ease. I have a free newsletter for those folks that comes out a couple times a month, just a tiny bite of goodness. That lives at liberatedpractitioner.com. So that's where I would send those folks. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with me. I'm sure so many people after listening to this um, wants to A, go through that exercise and B, learn more about um, about what you do. And I can't thank you enough for going through that with me. I do have one final question. It's that We have a final question on this podcast. And that question is, if you were to give just your 20-year-old self one golden nugget of advice, one sentence, what would you tell him? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm feeling into that. And while I do that, I want to mention too that thank you again so much for your willingness to go through that exercise. And I know we didn't get to maybe talk as much as we were thinking we were going to today. And I think that's beautiful. But if you want to schedule a follow-up at any time, uh, and we can do some talk, more talk, I'm, I'm certainly open to that uh, as well. Awesome. 
Um, my 20 year old self, um, what would I tell my 20 year old self? I might say, yeah, there's, there's a few things I might say that are coming up. And so I'm wondering, you know, I'd have to say with what would be most beneficial uh, for him. I think I might say, I, I might just encourage him to that there's the, there's a process that he's trying to go through of becoming and becoming a man. And that process is taking him in a lot of, you know, wild goose chase areas. And what I would more just like ask him is what are the things that you really feel like are nourishing that process for you versus taking away from that process? And I think already he would know that the things that were nourishing that are my teachers and continuing to learn from and follow those disciplines and those teachers. And so then I would encourage him along that route. And then what is keeping you from doing that? I would say I would invite him to look at that, look at like why that is that you're doing that and just, you know, look at that. So yeah, I don't know if that's helpful that. for folks, but yeah. It shows that you're a true coach though, because coaching is about asking asking questions rather than dictating like this is my advice so it's even like you're even using that practice of like asking yourself those questions and I think people can take away that question for themselves of you know what's what's nourishing me and adding value versus what's kind of taking away from my journey of of whatever my goal is right now yeah and I know that kid too part of the reason I do that is because I know that kid if I would have said like hey this is my advice or this is the lesson (laughs) that you need to learn he would have been like screw you. Like, I don't need to listen to anybody. Like it just, there's definitely, there's definitely so much rebellion in that. So, uh, so I know that that's what I, (laughs) I wouldn't need a soft touch for sure. I love that. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today, Gabriel. Um, thank you so much for joining and sharing so much value with me today. You got it, Lori. Thanks again for having me. Take care. No worries. And everyone listening at home, whether you are in the car, cleaning the house, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, Eat well, move well, and breathe well. And until next time, keep shining.